This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 135. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, VegZeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. In today's episode of our podcast, we're going to be discussing the importance of keeping the air inside your home or office fresh and clean. We're going to discuss some of the ways in which poor indoor quality air quality can affect your health and also let you know about some of the most common indoor air pollutants. We're going to also be sharing some tips for improving the quality of the indoor air you breathe. It's funny because when we were doing this, we were talking about all I need is the air that I breathe <laughs> and to love you. Well, and we thought this was an important, this this is not necessarily a vegetarian or vegan topic, but we thought it was an important topic to share with you guys. Well, first of all, it's kind of got a, you know, as a lot of our podcasts do, they have a bit of a personal twist to them. There's or a, a reason twist. for this. Yeah. <laughs> I am coming off of a pretty nasty sinus and... and ear infect double ear infection and Larissa's been dealing with some allergies I I don't I think this started as allergies for me even though I have not really suffered from allergies since becoming a vegetarian it's really weird because we have really bad cedar here in South Texas and I used to suffer pretty much for the entire <coughs> cedar season and since I became a vegetarian and stopped eating meat I have rarely suffered from mm-hmm. allergies any longer, and it it really takes it to be off the charts for me to feel it. And it's been off the charts. It has this been is the worst mountain cedar season in years. Ridiculously saying. off it's the charts. It's just been crazy. And I mean, even me, mountain cedar normally doesn't affect me. And right now, I feel like my like brain is about to explode out of my ears. So yeah, it's, and it's and so bad. we thought this was important to share, just from a health perspective, because vegetarians and vegans are typically very health conscious, mm-hmm. and it you know it's about what we eat, but it's also about just our environment, mm-hmm. right? So we like to share these types of topics from time to time because all of this just impacts your whole body. Right. All right. But first, a new rating. A new rating. Yay. yay. This is from the US December 24th, 2015 from Cindy Judge. Cindy says, this will be my second Christmas as a vegan. And I'm so thankful for this podcast. Larissa and Vicky have no idea how much they have helped me on my journey. When I can listen at work, I do a vegetarian Zen marathon. Very good information from two very friendly down to earth women. Thanks for helping me to get my veg on. Awesome. Well, that is awesome. We are very glad to hear that you are enjoying the podcast. I also love when people just find us and then we because now we have 135. I love it when they tell us that they were doing like this binge. That's I know. pretty interesting. <laughs> it's like I pretty feel cool. like we're a like Netflix them. show. Or I know something. we're like Orange is the New Black. <laughs> I know, right? People are binging us. Yay. All right. All right. So, are we ready to get into the main topic? Sure. Let's do that. All right. So 
the the way I wanted to start this out was um, just to define indoor air quality. And what I did is I went to the EPA um, website, the Environmental Protection Agency website, and I just pulled their definition. So they define indoor air quality as the air quality within and around buildings and structures, especially as it relates to the health and comfort of the building occupants. And so, you know, this applies not only to homes, but also to offices and wherever it is that you spend your indoor time, I guess. Um, yeah. And one of the things we were talking about was just, first of all, South, South Texas for us, we, most people suffer from allergies just because they are typically so heavy here. But allergies really can be worse in the wintertime because we close up our houses, right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to, even though we don't have a hard winter mm-hmm. for us, <laughs> for us, it is cold and we tend to close up our houses. And Larissa right. and I were just talking this morning that we have not replaced the screens on our house that were shredded by a massive hailstorm we had last, last year, yeah. last spring. It was really a scary hailstorm. Yeah, That's, I lived in South <laughs> Texas all my life and we've experienced some pretty significant weather but that one that was, was one of the scariest ones. I thought our windows were going to blow. Yeah. But needless to say, our our screens were completely shredded. And Larissa and I do like to take advantage of the the cool Having temperatures the, the to, to be open, able yeah. to open the windows, especially because we have four animals. Mm-hmm. And we get all those, that fur and dander mm-hmm. and everything in our house. And we have carpet, so we really try to air out the house, and we haven't been able to do that. Right, right. So, yeah, um, some of the effects of indoor air pollution, there there are effects that uh, on health, you know, with uh, that impact our health, that some of them are immediate, and some of them are can, you know, not really affect you for years. Um, so it's long-term things. So some of the immediate... Um, health effects. So just, you know, right after you were exposed to whatever is bothering you, um, are often similar to symptoms of colds or like other viruses, viral diseases. So eye, nose and throat irritation, headache, dizziness, fatigue, things like that. And, you know, that's, and that's the same kind of thing that you get when you have allergies to seasonal, you know, pollen and things like that. And that's what I've been feeling recently and you have as well because of the mountain cedar. But so you can get these same type of symptoms from indoor allergens as well. So treatment for these can be basically, I mean, as easy as identifying the irritant and then removing it from the environment. So just pay attention to what's around you. Have you added anything new to the house? Have you added like, um, have you gotten a new pet or have you changed what you're cleaning with? You know, you could be detergent. reacting to a detergent. Have you changed your detergent? Uh, did you get new carpet or new furniture or anything like that? Just kind of pay attention to when these you, you have symptoms and, and what's around you. Yeah. And people who can be more susceptible to these immediate reactions or of these indoor pollutants, they tend to be like babies, children, elderly people, people who have are already sensitive to allergies or people with even immune mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. Like right. you tend to have that, Larissa. Right, right. Uh, so those are immediate things that can affect you immediately. But there are also sometimes long-term effects for, from having pollutants in your home. So things that may not show up 
for years. That is scarier to me. It is because scary. at least, at yeah. least if it's something immediate, you can do something about mm-hmm. it. But those things that kind of wear on you over time, those are scarier because those you I think those can be pretty serious. Yeah, right. So things and so they can lead to like chronic issues. Right. So like cancer or heart disease or some respiratory diseases. And like you were saying, a lot of times it takes long exposure or repeated periods of exposure to these pollutants uh, before these uh, diseases show up. So you don't know, you know, if you're breathing this in for, and it's, it's just like things like with asbestos, you know, that was, it was used for years. Nobody knew. And then years later we start seeing all the cancers and all the respiratory problems from asbestos. But I mean, nobody saw that at the beginning. So they kept using it. Right. Same thing with lead paint. Um, So there are several factors that can increase the effects of indoor pollutants. So um, the first one is inadequate ventilation. And we kind of touched on that with the windows, you know. Right. Uh, And I used to love when we opened them up because Mm -hmm. we do have a pretty good ventilation system when we open the windows from the back to the front. You could just feel, and we're on a hill, so you could just feel the fresh air just kind of... Mm -hmm flushing everything out and right. we haven't been able to do that right so yeah opening uh having good ventilation will allow outdoor air to dilute whatever's in your home that's that's uh, polluting the air but it also will carry all the bad stuff out and then a couple other factors that can increase the effects of of indoor pollutants are high indoor temperatures and high indoor humidity levels both of which would we which we can have Yes, I mean, we have a two-story house. The top tends to get a little bit warm at times, mm-hmm. and then it's just really hot outside. <laughs> yeah, so it's very hard to keep our house cool. Right, exactly. All right, so let's get into some common indoor air pollutants. All right, first of all, and this is kind of can give you a little bit of the heebie-jeebies, yeah. but dust mites. Yeah. Every house, 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 every house has dust mites. Now these are tiny little bugs that are too small to see. You can't see them with your eye, but they feed on human skin flakes. That's pretty nasty. And you can find those in mattresses, pillows, bed linens, carpets, upholstered furniture, clothes, pretty much anything like a fabric. Right. Stuffed toys. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And you know, you mentioned, you mentioned something important. It's, it's not one of those things like, you know, a cockroach infestation that, you, you or even you bed bugs when you're like you can yeah. see bed bugs well and it's not it's not something that's not necessarily shouldn't be associated with like being dirty because i mean everyone has de- they're everywhere you know even the most fastidious i mean you could clean your house top to bottom every day and they're still going to be there just less so it's not like a, a well, it's not like you're ever just going to get them all out of yeah, your house exactly uh, so well, the problem with this is that the body parts and droppings from the dust mites, those can trigger asthma in individuals, especially those that are already suffering from allergies. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so there's some steps to help reduce dust mites in your home. Uh, the first one is to wash your bedding in hot water once a week. And then, of course, any time you wash anything like this, you want to make sure that you dry it completely because if you don't, then then you're going to end up with mold and mildew and then that's a, that's whole, a different whole different allergy problem. problem. <laughs> um, so use dustproof covers on pillows and mattresses. 
vacuum your carpets and furniture every week and use a vacuum with a HEPA filter. You know, that's a good point because there's some rooms, for example, that you and I use less than others. There's some high traffic Mm -hmm. areas that we use. But this is a good point that you still want to vacuum those Mm -hmm. just like you would everything else because of that dust. Right. Exactly. And then uh, if you have kids and they have stuffed toys, choose ones that you can wash in hot water and then dry. Make sure they dry completely again before your children play with the toys. Uh, And then the other thing, and we'll touch on this again later, is when you dust, don't just use a dry you know, cloth, because it just stirs everything up. You want something that's actually going to pick up that dust and then you can get rid of it. All right. Another common indoor air pollutant is nitrogen dioxide. Now, this is an odor, odorless gas that can irritate your eyes, nose and throat and can cause shortness of breath. Mm-hmm. And these can come from appliances inside your house that burn fuel, such as gas, kerosene and wood. Mm-hmm. We burn wood. We do we burn wood. That's and- Yeah, we don't have gas appliances. We don't use kerosene heaters or lamps or anything like that. Um, but we do have a wood burning fireplace. And that we just actually we just had the chimney cleaned um, uh, last month. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that it had been as long as it had been. It was three years. I was thinking it was like a year or two years maybe. And the guy came out and he said, he said, wow, it's been a long time since I've been here. And first of all, I was shocked that he remembered. And, uh, <laughs> but I said, really? I said, has it been that? It's three years? Wow. Okay. So yeah, it is important to keep that clean, but some of the other steps to help reduce nitrogen dioxide in your home is if you do use fuel burning appliances, make sure that they vent to the outside of your house. So like for our fireplace we have a chimney of mm-hmm. course events and the then it's clean because if it's and not it's clean, if, yeah. if it's not clean that can yeah. impact that right so when you cook uh now especially if you're using a gas stove use the exhaust fan now we've talked about using the exhaust fan in another episode it was the episode about nonstick cookware and, and cast iron and the the reason that we mentioned it then was because uh heating nonstick cookware can produce um, gases and things that can make you sick or make you not be good for you. Right. So, but in this instance, we're talking about it. If you, even if you have cast iron pans or enamel pans, if you have a gas stove, make sure you use that, that vent to help get those, that uh, nitrogen dioxide out. Yeah. And what you never want to use your gas stove for is to keep, to heat your house. Right. That is very dangerous. I mm-hmm. think not just from a fire perspective, but definitely from a pollutant mm-hmm. perspective. Right, right. And then if you use unvented kerosene or gas space heaters, because you know you can't vent those to the outside, really, uh, make sure that you're using the proper fuel and keep the heater adjusted to the right way. I mean, don't you know turn it up as high as you can if you're not supposed to and don't leave it on and then also open a window slightly or use an exhaust fan when you're using it to help get those those gases out of there all right another common indoor air pollutant is products that spray so things such as aerosol or even pump mm-hmm. yeah can... yeah it doesn't matter in this case whether it's an aerosol or a, a you know one of those trigger things So things like cleaners, air fresheners, cooking spray, that's one Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have thought of. I Mm -hmm. wouldn't have just occurred to me. Uh, And personal products, hair, you know, hairspray, things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, spray deodorant. Um, All right, so even if they're natural cleaners, 
the spray particles can linger suspended in the air for a few hours up to a couple of days. Oh, I just, it's so, it's so weird when you think about all the things we did when we were younger and mm-hmm. didn't know. I know we used to have hardwood floors and my brother, my sister and I would spray mm-hmm. pledge on <laughs> and go skating around in our socks. Uh, well, at least well, you had clean floors. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, another one is, uh, and I never would have thought of this, uh, is chlorine-based dishwasher detergent. So if you have a dishwasher, make sure that the detergent, whether it doesn't, and it doesn't matter if it's the liquid or the powder or the little packs that we use, um, we use those like little cake things. Right. Uh, it doesn't matter what kind it is. Just make sure it doesn't have chlorine because studies have shown that hot dishwasher water can turn that chlorine into a gas. Oh, I could see then that. Then it's released yeah. during um, operation. Now we use the seventh generation, right? Yes. And that does not contain chlorine. It does not. Awesome. Right. Yeah. I really like their products because they really have a good uh, handle on this stuff and they're proactive about making products that help protect your <laughs> I'm so glad to see more companies coming up like this as well. I think, again, because we vote with our dollars and Mm -hmm. people want these types of things. And and we've said these are important to us, right, Mm -hmm. by buying them. That's great to see companies like that getting very popular. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, The next one is perfume or cologne or other scented products. A lot of times these will contain... Uh, volatile organic compounds, VOCs, and toxic additives that can, when they're released into the air, can um, you breathe those in and it's, it's not good. Yeah. All right. Another one. Now, you and I were talking about this as we were putting this together, this outline together. Never would have thought uh, of it. Nope. It's chemicals from dry cleaning. Now, we don't get a lot of clothes dry cleaned, but we do get our comforter. Our comforter. <laughs> yeah. Which is The pretty, one thing that's right up to our right face every single night. Right up to your face. Right. And... Really what you want to do with those, if you want to remove any dry cleaning chemicals by airing out the garment or the outside. outside. So we were just talking about how are we going to do that because we want to make sure it obviously doesn't get dirty and touch the ground again. But we're going to figure out some way to do that. Well, because I, t- I think I told you that I'll just put it in the back seat and roll down all the windows in the car and drive around for a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're definitely going to have to start to do yeah, that. We hadn't been something. doing that. Yeah, and then uh, the the uh, the last two, uh, well, yeah, there's two. One is secondhand smoke, which, uh, you know, neither one of us smoke. We've never smoked. That's not an issue for us. Um, I have a feeling that most of our listeners probably don't smoke either. Uh, but, I mean, if you have someone in your home who smokes, that secondhand smoke is really, really detrimental to your health. Um, and then the, the last one is mold and mold spores. So when sport, when mold spore, and, you know, again, this is one of those things that mold spores are everywhere. You know, it's the, you, you have to maintain your environment, your living environment in such a way that you minimize the chance of them developing into mold. The same way with viruses and bacteria, you want to keep things that you, you want to keep the environment unpleasant for mold and bacteria and viruses so they don't want to grow. So uh, when they're exposed to excess moisture is when these mold spores develop into mold. And then the mold emits allergens. And then in some cases, like black mold and, you know, that you hear about in the, the news all the time. They also emit mycotoxins, which are actually toxic substances. And then we breathe those in and we get really sick. All right. So any other tips? Oh, let's see. 
So yeah, this is something we touched on a little bit ago too, is when you dust, make sure that you're using a damp cloth or just something that will trap the dust and the pollution within that dust. And that way you can get rid of it. So you don't want to use just a dry cloth and, you know, stir everything up and then it just kind of uh, filters and settles <laughs> back down just like snow. Yeah. And um, you just want to make sure you're getting that out of there. And then another tip is to have indoor plants. We have a few in mm -hmm. our house, but we were just talked about getting some more. Mm -hmm. So some plants to consider would be Boston fern, lady palm, bamboo palm, rubber plant, rubber plant, rubber plant. awesome, <laughs> English ivy, ficus, and peace lily. Mm -hmm. I've have, never heard of peace lily. Yeah, you have. We have two. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't know that's what I it didn't is. Know that. Oh, uh, I didn't know. Yeah, the, two, the one in the living awesome. room and the one in the corner oh, of the dining room. Oh, the peace room. lily is very finicky. Yeah. She will let you know when she doesn't have any water. <laughs> yeah, and she's also um, all droopy. a magnet for cats. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, the one in the front room is more the cat magnet. Yes. I can itchy. hear Larissa saying, get away from the I plant. know. I can hear them. It doesn't matter where I am in the house. I can hear when there's a cat in a plant. And so you just hear me yell, get off that plant. <laughs> uh, well, because then inevitably it's followed by the uh, cat regurgitation of yeah. said plant leaf. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So and then the last one, and we talked about this in the beginning, is to air out your house whenever it's possible. Even if it's for, even if you live in an area where it's cold. You know, I mean, obviously, you don't want to keep your windows open for a long time in the winter. You're going to let all the heat out and raise your bills and freeze to death. But uh, even if you can just open your your window for a few minutes a day, you know, we are fixing those screens. This yeah, month. no, I was we thinking have to that. do that. I was just thinking that we need because right now those. is like the perfect weather. Yeah, if you're talking 60s, 70s outside. Just yeah. Well, we just house. need to do the last step. We bought the the screen. We bought the frames. We bought the. <laughs> we just yeah. need to put well, them. Well, it takes some time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, but even if you just do it for a couple minutes a day, or just open the window in your bathroom when you when you're taking a shower, you know, let that. Mm, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Just let that fresh air come in and and the uh, steam and stuff go out and. Yeah, especially because that can that can contribute to mold, mm -hmm. the, yes, the humidity. Definitely, mm -hmm. definitely. All right, are we ready to move into the recipe of the week? Sure, why not? We're reviving this, aren't we? We are. Today. Yes, this is a recipe actually that uh, when we did back in episode thirty-two, is the episode that we did about um, treating allergies and um, illness naturally, and that was back in like February of twenty. 14, right after we went to Vegas to NMS. I can't believe we've been doing this podcast now. I for, know, I know. Let's but, see, uh, this July will be three, three years. years. Yeah, Crazy. Crazy, crazy. But uh, yeah, so a, a couple years ago is when uh, we went to Las Vegas for a conference and I got so sick. I ended up with, a, uh, it was like a third of the conference attendees ended up with this thing. And I was sick for 10 weeks. It was miserable. But so this is a recipe that I, you know, I went online and I was trying to find what's going to help because I had the, the sore throat and the scratchiness and the, the congestion and the, the, I ended up with bronchitis and all this stuff. But I, I found a recipe that would help with scratchy throat that dry scratchy stuff and it's hot lemonade and it's super super simple to make and so I put it out on our website a couple of years ago uh, so I'm just going to link back to that because you know if you have allergies and and whatever you're dealing with winter crud I guess uh, it really helps to soothe that that scratchy itchy stuff so maybe you won't cough as much and be so sore 
All right, let's move to the quote of the week. The quote this week is from Lily Langtree, and she said, Anyone's life truly lived consists of work, sunshine, exercise, soap, plenty of fresh air, and a happy, contented spirit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. I like yeah. the soap. Yeah, the soap. Yeah, well, and I think that's so telling because, you know, she was a British actress in the late uh, 1800s, early 1900s. I think she passed away in 1929. And uh, so, you know, even back then, you can see that it that really hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. (laughs) All right. What's the question we want to ask folks this week? So our question is, are you concerned about indoor air quality in your home or in your office? And do you take steps to improve the quality of the air that you're breathing? All right. I think that does it for episode 135, which all is right. all I need is, is the air that, that I okay, breathe. Okay, let's stop that now. No, no. We're not going to do that. All right, all right. Moving on to episode 136. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.